Back in the day when my girls were born, it was not easy to share photos and videos with loved ones, but you have a fantastic option available, the Family Album app. The Family Album app was created in 2015 and has operated in the long term to give parents a secure and easy way to share photos and videos with loved ones. It's a totally secure personal haven for your family's memories. I love that there's no third-party ads, no unwanted eyes. Now, let me share some of the great features that make the Family Album app a go-to app. First off, the app automatically sorts photos and videos by month, allowing you to swipe back in time and see how your child has grown. No more scrolling through endless feeds or searching through folders. Another cool feature about the Family Album app is you can order eight free photo prints every month to be delivered to your home. It's really nice to have some tangible pictures to hold onto or share to document each month of your baby's life. Plus, the Family Album app has unlimited storage and it is totally free. Yes, you heard that right. No more worrying about running out of space or being bombarded by ads when you're just trying to relive those heartwarming moments. So if you are still trying to use other messaging apps for your kids' photos, it is time to level up your family photo game with a free photo sharing app. Head over to the App Store today, search Family Album, it's all one word, download the app and start creating a legacy of love one photo at a time. Don't let diaper rash come between you and your baby. Diaper rash can be one of the worst experiences your little one has to go through and keeping their delicate skin happy and healthy shouldn't require a spatula to apply thick, goopy treatments that can be just as irritating and uncomfortable as the diaper rash. Instead, try Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Dr. Mom Butt Balm is a pediatrician approved skin protectant free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide. It was developed by a mom who is also a doctor when she couldn't find any traditional products that worked for her baby's persistent diaper rash. Use just a small amount of Dr. Mom Butt Balm to help soothe your baby's skin and feel good about making the right choice. Nothing comes between you and your baby, not even diaper rash. Check out Dr. Mom Butt Balm, available on Amazon or walmart.com. This is another great birth story episode brought to you by Lansano. Welcome to the All About Pregnancy and Birth podcast. I'm Dr. Nicole Calloway-Rankins, a board-certified OBGYN who's been in practice for nearly 15 years. I've had the privilege of helping over 1,000 babies into this world, and I'm here to help you be calm, confident, and empowered to have a beautiful pregnancy and birth. Quick note, this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not a substitute for medical advice. Check out the full disclaimer at drnicolerankins.com forward slash disclaimer. Now let's get to it. Hello there. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. This is episode number 159. I am so glad that you're spending a bit of your time with me today. So in today's episode of the podcast, we have a lovely birth story episode with Sydney. Sydney is 24 years old and she had her son when she was 19. She is also the bonus mama to a sassy six-year-old daughter. 
Now, even though Sydney's story is from a few years ago, there is still a lot to learn from it. Sydney had her baby a little early at 36 weeks, and you will hear about how after a slower start, things went super fast. She's just an example of how unpredictable labor can be. And things actually went so fast that it shocked her mother and caused her mother to faint at the hospital. Don't worry, she's okay. Sydney also had her baby at a young age, and although it forced her to step up, Her partner at the time didn't necessarily do the same, and she also found out that some of her friends weren't necessarily her true friends after she had a baby. But now Sydney is getting ready to get married. She's in school. She's happy. She's doing well. She has a great relationship with her child's father. And you really do become a new person after you have a baby. And Sydney was really intentional about becoming a better version of herself, which is amazing. And which is why I think you will love this story. Now, one of the things you're going to hear Sydney talk about is how she wishes she would have accepted more help postpartum. Well, let me tell you about something that you will definitely want to use to help you postpartum. And that is the postpartum recovery products from this episode's sponsor, Lansano. Their birth prep and recovery postpartum, Caroline, has some amazing products, including an upside down postpartum wash bottle. It is much better than the one you get at the hospital. These fantastic hot and cold therapy packs, I love these. They can get hot in the microwave or cold in the freezer and they change colors whether or not they're hot or cold. They're also reusable. They have postpartum herbal sprays and more. I have actually put my hands on all of these products and they really are fantastic. I'm not going to recommend anything to you that I really don't believe in myself. So that's why I'm really excited to share those products with you today. And you can learn more about the entire birth prep and recovery postpartum line at lansano.com forward slash A-A-P-B. That is lansano, L-A-N-S-I-N-O-H.com forward slash A-A-P-B. All right, let's get into the conversation with Sydney. Thank you so much, Sydney, for agreeing to come onto the podcast. I am excited to have you share your birth story. Me too. I'm really excited. (laughs) All right. So why don't we start off by having you tell us a bit about yourself and your family? Okay. Um, I am 25. I had my son when I was 19. Um, he was healthy, happy. He was, it was pretty easy. Um, I now have a stepdaughter who's six. And so we're kind of just blending our family. I'm getting married in April. So Oh, all exciting. <laughs> yeah. 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 So your birth story then is, is, is a little bit older. I'm curious what yeah. led you to want to share it. Um, I just feel like I had a really like crazy birth experience. Like uh-huh. I've never heard of anybody having anything near what I had. So okay. I just kind of thought, huh, that'd be kind of cool to share with people. Cause every time awesome. I tell my story, they're like, oh, well that's really interesting. Like to know that, that how that happened to you. Right. 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 I love it. I love it. Well, let's get into it. So why don't we start off first by you telling us what was your pregnancy and prenatal care like? Um, I feel like it was really easy. Um, I didn't have very much morning sickness. I was sick in the beginning, like from six to 10 weeks maybe, but it was only when I ate. 
Or if I ate something like yogurt, I couldn't keep yogurt down. Or if I got Mm. really hungry, like I could tell when I needed to eat. But other than that, I was fine. It didn't start getting really rough until I was about six months and I got so swollen. Mm. Like I couldn't wear shoes. I couldn't, like I had to wear slippers or flip-flops. None of my clothes fit. My face was all puffy. I had the sausage fingers. Like it was awful. (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. And then did your doctor like, were they just like, oh, this is just sort of how pregnancy goes? Yeah, they didn't Mm -hmm. really, they never said anything. My blood pressure was always good at my appointments. I never, they weren't concerned about it. My son's dad, his sister was a nurse and she kept telling me like, you're super swollen. Like, are they not saying anything about it? Are they not doing anything? I said, no, they're saying everything's fine. And it's just, I'm just retaining water. So gotcha. Gotcha. And were you seeing uh, a doctor or a midwife? Um, I was seeing a doctor. I saw six different doctors within the practice. Did you rotate through all of them? Yeah. So the way they did it was they rotated so that if for some reason I went into labor and my normal doctor wasn't on call, Mm -hmm. I would know everybody, which I really liked that way. I felt comfortable no matter who was there. And it wasn't scary. You know, it wasn't, Oh my gosh, my doctor's not on call. I can't have my doctor not deliver my baby. Like, sure. So it made it a little bit easier knowing that I knew all the doctors. Gotcha. 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 And getting back to the, the yogurt, it made me think like (laughs) when I was pregnant, it's, it's weird how certain things will just like trigger you and you don't even understand it. Like I couldn't eat Cheerios. They would make right. me throw up, throw up immediately. <laughs> so. Like I wanted yogurt so bad and smoothies and every time I ate them, it was, oh, I wanted, I vomited every time, even yes. though I wanted them so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. And you felt, did you feel good about the care you received during your pregnancy? Yeah, like every, everything was really good. They gave me additional ultrasound pictures. Like they turned on the 3D sonogram and I got a couple pictures of him like that, even though he didn't want to cooperate. So his hands were in front of his face, but I feel like they were really, everybody was always super nice. They were always very helpful. Any questions I had, they could answer them. Um, nice. So it was, yeah, it was a good experience. I loved yeah. my hospital that I delivered at. Like, I'll have all of my kids there, even though they're 30 minutes away now. Right, right, right. Well, that's great. That's great. And do you feel like, um, because you were fairly young, do you yeah. feel like you were treated a certain way because you were young? I don't think so. I think they were a little more helpful because I was so young, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, like my parents had me when I was young and they were there with me the whole time. And, but I felt like they were just more nurturing almost because okay. I was young and they were really, you know, once I did finally have him, they were helpful. They showed me anything I needed to know. They were right there if I needed them, you know? So gotcha. I felt like they almost were a little more nurturing than okay because I was so young. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then did you feel scared? I mean, I couldn't imagine yeah. being pregnant. <laughs> like, yeah. were, you, I, were you scared? Were you I worried? Yeah. Um, I was, at first I was scared, but I knew my family would be accepting. And they, you know, even though they were a little upset at first, they were just as excited as I was. And now he's spoiled rotten and I can't of imagine course. not having him. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like he almost made me kind of get my life together a little bit. Cause I was mm. like that hippie child that I was just going to, roam the world and I had no clue what I was going to do. And after I had him, it just kind of all clicked. And like my family now, they're like, we never thought you would be the one to like have a good job and have your life together. And like, 
you were going to be this hippie child that was going to go all (laughs) over and we never knew where you were going to be. Right, right, right. And now here you are. Yeah. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. yep. All right. And what part of the country are you in? I am in Missouri. Okay. All right. You are friends with Kelly. Is that right? Yes. She's my neighbor. (laughs) I love it. Love it. Y'all, Kelly Kelly is my like superstar, amazing assistant who keeps me in line. (laughs) She keeps me in mind sometime too. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'd probably forget a lot of things if I wasn't like, Kelly, to remind me. (laughs) Right, right, right. She is, she is lovely. I love her dearly. Did you know that 95% of pregnant women are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s? Enter Ritual, their prenatal contains 350 milligrams of eco-friendly vegan omega-3 DHA in every serving. One of the reasons I like Ritual is that it's a female-founded B Corp, meaning they are holding themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. In addition to those omega-3 DHAs to support baby's brain development, Ritual also has choline and methylated folate to support baby's neural tube development. And the capsules feature a delayed release design to help make it gentle on an empty stomach. Why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it's the real deal. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com forward slash Dr. Nicole. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women Prenatal to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash Dr. Nicole for 25% off. All right. So let's get into what did you do to prepare for your birth, if anything? Um, I feel like I thought I was so prepared leading up until when it actually happened. Um, so the night I went into labor, my mom and my grandma were actually at my apartment. Like we were getting the last of his room done. My grandma had washed like six tubs of his clothes Mm. and brought them all over and I was getting his room ready and I was sitting on his closet. I was sitting on the closet floor and I just remember like starting to get the contractions and I thought, Oh no, like it's just Braxton Hicks. It's fine. Like everything's fine. Well, then it was like a couple hours later and they were becoming stronger and more frequent. So I started timing them and I was sitting on the couch and I remember telling his dad, we've got to go to the hospital. Like they're getting closer and closer. Like they're every two minutes. Like we got to go to the hospital. And he was playing video games and he just kind of stopped and stood there and was pacing up and down the stairs. And our dog was just sitting there looking at him like, what are you going to do? Like, what is going on? Like, he could tell something was wrong. Right, right. And as soon as I got to the hospital, all I remember telling my dad was, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm not pushing this baby out. Like, I'm not doing it. And my dad just looked at me and goes, yes, you are. Like, Little late for that, right? Right, like you're gonna do it, like this is gonna happen. You don't have a choice, yes, yes. Now, had you read books or taken a childbirth education class or anything? Um, I had taken some classes through the hospital that they offered, you know, like the Lamaze coaching and things like that. And then Uh I read it, I watched a couple birth story videos and Uh like YouTube videos, but I don't think anything ever really like could fully prepare you because everybody's different and every situation's Uh different. So I don't think anything could have ever like fully prepared me. Like even if I have a, like when I have my next one, I don't think I'll be as prepared. Like, (laughs) Because, you know, things happen and you think, oh, yeah, you're so prepared. 
but you're not. <laughs> right, 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 right. So um, was there anything that you wanted for your birth that you were like really wanting to have for your experience? Um, I don't think I really had any expectations for how it was going to go or anything that I wanted. We did decide that we want, you know, we wanted it to just be us two in the room. We wanted that moment with our son, like the first time we saw him, we wanted a little bit of time by ourselves. I did want this, like, I wanted our family to come in separately, like have our parents and then our, like, and then like kind of go down the line and that didn't happen. And they all just kind of like rushed in and like bombarded me a little bit. So I was Mm. a little overwhelmed with that. Gotcha. But other than that, I didn't have any like real expectation of, I didn't want a C-section at first. So I was kind of nervous about that. Like I wanted to try the all natural. And then as soon as I like, as I was like, I was so ready for my epidural. I was like, forget this. I'm not, <laughs> no way. That's not the window. Like, <laughs> I, I went through 12 hours without anything, no Tylenol, no nothing because they were checking me for preeclampsia and I wasn't dilating fast enough. So I was at a two for 12 hours. With well, let, actually, yeah. Well, let's back up then. So that 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 <laughs> night, that night, then when you started yeah. having the contractions, did you ended up going to the hospital? How far along? How far along were you? Yeah. So I was thirty six weeks. Okay. Um, I went in at ten o'clock that Wednesday night, uh-huh. and I was super swollen. I wasn't. I was only at a two, okay. and I was a tight two. Like I wasn't dilating at all, and. Uh-huh. I was sitting in there in so much pain and I remember them them telling my mom, well, if we weren't checking her for pre for preeclampsia, we would just send her home with muscle relaxers and tell her to come back. And my mom right. looked at them just like a ghost almost, like, what do you want her to do? Like come back right. when he's falling out? Like when does right. she come back? Right. And my right. mom was right. like, She's not leaving the hospital without having this baby. Like you're not sending her home. And they're like, Well, no, we're gonna keep her for a while and monitor her and she's like I had to do I had to collect all my urine because they were checking me for preeclampsia Uh because I was so swollen and my blood pressure was going up with every contraction do you remember how high your blood pressure was um it was like 135 over 88 or 89 it wasn't up super high um really the only reason they had kept me was because I was so swollen uh, but was the swelling so, any worse than it had been? Because I, I didn't you... think so. I felt like I was just as swollen as I was at six months. I mean, I right. my, it was more in my ankles and my toes and my legs than anything. My hands and my face were puffy. Like you could obviously tell that I was swollen. But I was sitting in the bed and I remember my mom just looking at me going, you don't even look like you're nine months pregnant. Like you don't look like you're 36 weeks. Like your belly's so little. Like I just had this right. little bump. Like it wasn't in my stomach at all. Right, it was all right. in my face and my legs. Gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah. then what, what happened after that? You said you sat for a long time. Yeah. I sat for almost, it was about 12 hours or a little over 12 hours mm. laying and there. How, and how frequently were you having contraction? Every two minutes. I, okay. I got... I was up for 12 hours. Like I couldn't sleep because I was in so much pain. They couldn't give me any mm. Tylenol or anything. Um, and then finally, they finally did at like nine o'clock the next morning, they got the okay to go ahead and give me Tylenol until the doctor could come in and check me, I guess. Um, but they couldn't, they wouldn't give me anything for it. So I was literally just laying there 
and having contractions every two, every two minutes for 12 hours. And then finally at around 10 o'clock that next morning, the doctor came in and I was at a tight enough three that she went ahead and broke my water. And did they say, did they, did they say that you had preeclampsia? I did not. I didn't end up having it. I was just, they, I don't know. They just said I was, I just held water and everything was fine. My blood pressure was after I had gotten the pain under control, my blood pressure had went back down. Um, gotcha. So I wasn't preeclamptic, but I finally got the epidural at about after about 30 minutes into them breaking my water. They finally gave me the epidural and I was able to rest and kind of sleep for several hours. Okay. Um, and let me and let me back up and say usually we don't do a lot at 36 weeks to intervene. Yeah. So was it that did they say like we know you're a little bit early but it looks like you're in labor so that's why we're breaking your water now or was there any conversation yeah, around that? Yeah, they were worried about they were worried that my blood pressure would go back up and they mm-hmm. he had a strong heartbeat, he was healthy. They they had no worries about him not being okay at 36 weeks. Um, Mm -hmm. so they were fine with me with breaking my water and just kind of, they're like, obviously like you're in active labor, like he's coming. So we're going to, this is like, they they finally were like, well, we're going to break your water and get him out. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So then they broke your water, you got an epidural and you're finally able to get some, get some rest. Yeah. So I finally was able to rest. They did the peanut ball and I would switch sides every once in a while and was able to sleep for a while. And then they would come in and check me every hour. So I started progressing. I was at a six and about what time, about what time was that? Do you remember? Um, this was about four in the afternoon. So this is Thursday. The next day is about four in the afternoon. Uh My mom and my grandma were with me the whole time. My son's dad was trying to sleep and he had, he had actually, they came in and checked me and I was at a six. And so he was like, okay, well, I'm going to go get something to, I'm going to go grab some food. I'm starving. I'm going to go eat really quick. And he went to the gift shop and got some, you know, little things just because he was bored. And my mom, my grandma and her best friend were in the room with me. And my mom had gone outside to call my dad and update him because him and my sister were actually at day at the K and they were, worried that they were going to miss something. So they didn't want to, but they didn't want to miss both. And my mom was like, Oh no, it's her first baby. Like she'll be here for a while. Like you guys can go, you'll have plenty of time. Right. And my brother was at school. And so him and his girlfriend had just gotten there and I started feeling a ton of pressure and like I needed to push. And so I was laying there and she had just came in and checked me and turned up my epidural Mm-hmm. And I was at a six and she was like, okay, like you should start to go numb again here soon. Like you shouldn't feel anything. Well, it wasn't going away. I, I felt like I needed a push. And so I looked at my grandma and my, her best friend and I said, can you go get her? Like something's not right. Like, I feel like I need to push, like I'm going to push him out. And they were like, like they started to freak out. They're like, what, what do you mean? Like she just checked you like not even two minutes ago and you were right. at a six. So she came back in the room and she was like, okay, well, I'll check you again. You know, crazier things can happen. I just checked you a few minutes ago and you were at a six. Well, she checked me and I was at a nine and a half <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> right, right, right. And so I just remember laying there and I mean, it was within five minutes. Like I went from a six to a nine and a half in five minutes. And I just remember them get it. Like they started to get everything ready. Cause she was like, oh yeah, like you got to go. Like we're, you're ready to push. We're going to get you ready. 
So they kicked my mom and her best friend out. And I, all I, all I remember was my grandma called my mom because she was downstairs outside. And she says, Megan, Sydney's having the baby. And my mom's like, I know that. Like, we've been here since 10 <laughs> o'clock last night. I know right. she's having the baby. And she goes, right. no, like right now. Like, she's getting ready to have him now. And so right. my mom passed out outside. So wait, I'm sorry. Wait, my did you say she passed out? She fainted outside. Yeah. Like, she the- got queasy oh. and fainted oh. outside in the lobby. So they got her under control and uh, like brought her up to the waiting room and she called my dad. They had walked in the door like literally right as I had delivered him. I only pushed for about 20 minutes. He was healthy, five pounds, six ounce little bird. Just he looked like a little bird. And I just felt like an instant relief. Like as soon as I pushed him out, his head came out. All the other pain went away. Like, I had no pain, no nothing. I dropped all my water weight almost instantly, and he was perfectly healthy. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah. And do you feel like you had good support with the nurses and the doctor who was there with you at the hospital? Yeah, they were very good. I kept, like, I was so mean. Like, I was one of those (laughs) yelling and screaming, and I was so mean. I told that, I think I told the nurse that, if she didn't hurry up, I was just going to push him out. And they were like, no, like, don't push him out. It's right. okay. I was, and I was just yelling, like, telling them to hurry up because I was going to push him out. Right. But they were very good about being able to coach me and, like, t- like telling me what to do and how to keep him from going, like, going back up. And mm-hmm. they were mm-hmm. very supportive and very helpful. And they were just, they were great the whole time nice. I was there. Even though I was so mean to them. <laughs> you probably weren't as bad as you think. We understand yeah, that, that when They were people... like, we're used to it. Like we get yeah. people telling us to shut up and everything all the time. Yeah. Like we're used when, to it. When people are in pain, especially we, we, we are totally used to it. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so you made it this far in the episode and I'm thinking it's because you enjoyed this podcast. Well, if that's the case, then I have a favor to ask. Creating and producing the All About Pregnancy into Birth podcast has been one of the greatest joys of my life. I'm so grateful to have each and every one of you on this journey with me. Your support and engagement means the world to me, and it's what helps keep this podcast going. But here's the thing. Producing a podcast involves time, effort, and resources from recording equipment to an editor, hosting fees, coordinating guests, countless hours spent researching and crafting content. It all adds up. And that's where I could use your support. I've never wanted to turn all about pregnancy and birth into a paywall. I want it to remain accessible to everyone. That's why I've set up a way for you to support the show financially if you're able and willing. If this podcast has helped you during your pregnancy, your birth, or your life, I'm asking you to consider contributing to the show. Your support will help cover production and team costs and ensure that I can continue delivering the episodes you love. So in the month of March, head to drnicolerankins.com forward slash support and contribute whatever you can. Your support, no matter how big or small, makes a significant impact. It helps us continue delivering high quality content and ensures the future of all about pregnancy and birth. Again, that's drnicolerankins.com forward slash support. Thank you so much for being part of the All About Pregnancy and Birth community. Now back to the show.
So then afterwards you said like you had a, a rush of family come like right away. Yeah, they were all in the waiting room. So my whole family, my mom, my dad, my grandparents, my brother, my sister, all of his family. He had a really big family. He had three older siblings. With I think my son was grandkid number nine or ten. So his nieces and nephews were all up there. And I wanted to like, I wanted to do it in stages. I wanted like our parents and then grandparents and then aunts and uncles and then like all the cousins, like everybody else could come in. And it didn't happen that way. Like everybody just kind of came in at once. So I was literally, I had literally just delivered him and maybe they made us wait like 20 minutes before they let anybody come back. And as soon as they let everybody, everybody just like, yeah. Yeah. Like when you first have a baby, it's like, I wanted that moment. I wanted that time. And everybody was just like, my room was full of people. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I felt like it was that way the entire time like I constantly had somebody in my room no matter who it was like whether it was my family or his friends or somebody somebody was always there at all times mm-hmm. and I feel like I kind of just wanted like that moment you know like a like even a couple hours of just us mm-hmm. or just me and him you know with our son and mm-hmm. it just didn't happen that way but I wouldn't I still wouldn't change it because that's important I, I feel like that's important for everybody. And I mean, I definitely will do things differently with my next baby, like, especially because I do have two other kids now right. that are going to be involved. So I think it'll be a little bit more understanding of, Hey, I want that moment of just us and our two kids with the new baby. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. 100%. I mean, th- yeah. these days, I mean, for the foreseeable future, I, it, people won't be allowed to come into the hospital because of COVID, yeah. honestly. But even when you get home, you can still sort of set some parameters. Right. Um, like, yeah, yeah. 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 So what was the postpartum period like for you? Um, I was very attached to him. I didn't want anybody's help. I didn't want anybody doing anything. I didn't, I wanted to do it all. And interesting. I think, yeah. I thought <laughs> everybody like was really worried thinking that because I was very selfish Like, if I wanted to go to bed, I didn't care who was there. I was going to bed. I didn't care. I didn't care if I had a house full of people or friends over or anything. I was going to bed when I was ready to go to bed. So my mom was like, Sydney, like, you're really selfish. Like, I don't, like, I don't know how, like, I'm kind of worried, like, how you're going to do with this. And, but it was almost the complete opposite. Like, I didn't want anybody's help. I didn't want my mom's because they offered, obviously offered to stay with me. They offered for me to stay there for the first couple of weeks just to get used to things and get in a routine. And I mm-hmm. was like, Nope, I'm not doing it. I'm staying in my own house, my own bed. Mm-hmm. I want to do it right. all. Right. And I think it was, he was like a week and a half old and fine. Like I was so sleep deprived because I was yeah. up with him all day. My, his dad worked nights at the time and he had gone back to work and I was just completely sleep deprived. Like I had sure. no, I hadn't slept in a week and a half. I was miserable And so my mom finally like forced me to take the help almost. Mm -hmm. And I remember Mm -hmm. falling asleep in the chair at my grandparents in their basement. And he was, my mom was like, don't wake up. I'm going to get up with him. I'll feed him. Like, I will help you. I will do it. But it was, I still couldn't let her. Like I still woke up and I still was like trying to take care (laughs) of him, even though she was telling me to sleep. And she finally was like, okay, well, clearly like, 
you're not going to let me. So at least just let me like hold him or something. And then you can like, at least like, even though you're awake, you're still seeing everything I'm doing. And so it was just like the complete opposite. And I did, I had a little bit of postpartum depression just because my, I was 19, you know, I was 19. I was a young mom and my whole world had just changed and I Mm -hmm. was now responsible for a a little person and Mm -hmm. just, I had lost a lot of my friends and my body and the light, you know, like you think, oh, your friends are going to stick around. Like they're going to be there. You're going to be able to do the things you did before, but you can't. And so I got, I did, I got really overwhelmed at first, but I wouldn't change any of it. Sure. And I should ask, were you, were you breastfeeding at all? Um, I tried to breastfeed Uh and then I didn't produce enough milk. And so I dried up really fast. So I ended up just doing formula. Okay. Um, Okay. And it was a little bit easier for us because when I did go back to work, I had family, you know, I had his parents helping me watch him. I had my mom watching him and it was just Mm -hmm. easier for us to do formula. Sure. Sure. 100%. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. As long as he was fed and happy, I didn't really care. Yeah. You know, that's all I wanted was him to be healthy and happy and fed. (laughs) Yeah. At what point did you go back to work? Um, he was three weeks old when I went back to work. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you just say three weeks old? Yeah. So I worked, I actually worked with his grandma at the time at our Uh apartment complex, um, Uh in their resource center with a bunch of kids. So I was able to, like, it was right across the street from my house. I was able to take him with me. I was able to be there half the time I would go in before the kids got out of school and help her with a couple little things and then she would tell me to go home. So I would just go home. Um so I got really lucky that I was able to have him there with me still but still making money at the same time. Gotcha. Cuz half the gotcha. time I was able to just go home. Okay. 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 So you I'm glad so you weren't going back to a typical job then. No, 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 no. Yeah. It wasn't a typical yeah. like it was basically it's a resource. It was a resource center for the kids that lived at the apartment and it was the summertime. So they, we were getting ready for the summer program and the gotcha. pool was open. So I was able to sit at the pool with him and like he, we put him in the pool and we went swimming and I could just sit up there and watch movies with him all day. And half the time she would just, I'd do a couple things for a couple hours and then she would tell me to go home and I would just go okay. walk across the street to my house. Okay. So okay. it okay. wasn't like okay. a typical going back to work full time, like gotcha. this is gotcha. what I'm doing. Gotcha. No. Okay. 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 And I want to circle back to the, the adjustments of like, you know, you thought your friends were going to yeah. be there and things like that. How did you navigate that? Um, I really, I learned who my true friends were because mm. the few that I do have or that I had at that time, mm-hmm. they were the only ones that stuck around. They were the only ones that didn't care if I had a baby. You know, they love him just as much as I do. They helped me. They, but there was only like, I had, you know, 20, 30 friends before where now I only had like three or four. And right. it just, it made me really, like, really open my eyes and see like who I was hanging out with wasn't really there. And they weren't Mm -hmm. my true friends anyways, because if they Mm -hmm. were, they would have been there the whole time and not just before I was a mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And how long do you feel like it was before you kind of adjusted to your new life? 
Um, I feel like I adjusted pretty quickly. I adjusted a lot quicker than his dad did. Um, you know, I was taking care of us. I was taking care of the baby. I was going to school. I was working, like I was supporting us. And I felt like he made me do better. He made me get my life together. He made me Mm -hmm. be that person that he needed. And his dad didn't adjust to that at all. Like his dad was still 20 years old and barely, I mean, he was like, he didn't, he couldn't even leave his mom long enough to even be a parent. Like, so I felt like I adjusted a lot better than he did. And so it was just kind of crazy to see, like, because you think that that, like, they tell you, oh, it'll change everybody. It changes everybody. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't. It'll, mm-hmm. you know, like, sometimes, mm-hmm. like, in my situation, I was the only one that changed and was affected. Mm-hmm. And his dad stayed the same. So Gotcha. 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 And then I guess I have a final sort of weird question. Um, a lot of times, so, or sometimes I see folks have children when they're young. And then they turn around and have another child fairly quickly, even though the experience is hard the first time. Were mm-hmm. you like, I'm getting on birth control or I'm not going to yes. let this happen? I, <laughs> yes, I got on birth control right away, right at my six-week appointment. I got right back on it. I was not having another one. I was not. Uh, no, I was not. <laughs> I was like, no, I need to. I, I wanted to finish school. I wanted to his dad and I obviously did not stay together. Um, so I felt like I had to, I had to do better for him and I, before I even thought about bringing another baby into the world. Like Mm -hmm. I wanted to finish school. I wanted to be with somebody that was going to love both of us and build a life and do it right. The second time, I guess you could say, yeah. 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 Gotcha. That makes complete sense. Complete sense. Yeah. So then as we wrap up, is there anything that we missed that you want to share? And then I'll ask you what, what, what is your favorite piece of advice that you like to give to folks? Um, the, it's just kind of crazy. Like now, like my son went from being an only child, a spoiled rotten, you know, he was, my first and my family's first, just like I was. And so he was spoiled rotten and it's just crazy to see how well he has adjusted to mm-hmm. like now having my stepdaughter who's six and older than him. And his dad is actually now re- like he is married and they have triplets and a newborn oh. under oh, the wow. age of one. Yeah. So it's just like, I was kind of worried at first, like, oh, like, he's not going to adjust very well. Like, he's so used to being alone, especially over uh-huh. at his dad's because he was the only baby sure. in the house. And he went from having all of the attention to having triplets and then exact, like, the triplets and the new baby are 13 months apart. So oh, it's like you went from having no siblings to having five all within, right. like, a short time, but right. he adjusted so well and he loves okay. his baby. He calls them his babies Aww. and he loves my stepdaughter and he's ready for me to have more. And I'm like, no, dude, like I got to get through a wedding. I'm graduating in June. <laughs> like, let's slow down a little bit. Yeah, But yeah. he's excited. And he's just, he's so sweet and so smart. And I just enrolled him in kindergarten the other yesterday and was crying in my car on my way home because I just enrolled him in kindergarten. <laughs> 
Aw, I love it, love it, love it. So then what is your favorite piece of advice that you will tell other folks as they get ready for their birth? Take the help. (laughs) (laughs) You said that so fast. I couldn't even get it out before you realized. If somebody's offering to (laughs) give give the baby a bath or wake up in the middle of the night and help you and feed them, take the help. Let them clean your house. Let them... I felt like I had to do it all. I felt like I had to be the one to take care of him while taking care of my house. I didn't want anybody's help. I was stubborn and I should have let them help a lot more than I did. (laughs) Um, But if they're offering to like clean or cook you dinner or something, take the help. Just take it. it. Yeah, just take the help. You'll you'll want the help. Love it. Excellent advice. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Sydney, for agreeing to come onto the podcast and share your story. I so, so appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Wasn't that a great conversation? I really enjoyed chatting with Sydney and hearing about her birth story. Now, you know, after every episode, when I have a guest on, I do something called Dr. Nicole's Notes, where I talk about my top of three or four takeaways from the episode. Here are my Dr. Nicole's Notes from my conversation with Sydney. So one, I just want to say a couple of things about labor in general. Okay. So Number one, obviously, I don't know her whole history and what was going on during her labor, so I'm not like second guessing what her doctors did. But in general, we don't break someone's water at three centimeters if they're 36 weeks. We typically don't tip the scales either way at 36 weeks to like stop labor or progress labor. So that's not something that is pretty typical to do something like break anybody's water at 36 weeks. Second thing about labor is that she mentioned getting Tylenol for pain during labor. I'm going to be honest, that's probably not going to do a whole lot of much or nothing to help with pain during labor. Tylenol is great for a headache, not so much for contractions. So I was kind of surprised that the offer was really just Tylenol because it really does not, um, it's just not strong enough to help with contractions. And then uh, the third thing she said is that, you know, she hadn't heard of anybody who dilated that fast. And actually, it's not as uncommon as people might think. You don't necessarily hear lots of stories about it, but that can happen. No, maybe it's not typical, but it can certainly happen that birth can go pretty fast. Sometimes even doctors don't pay attention when women say, hey, I feel like something has changed because it really, really can. So those are those few things about labor. That's the number one, Dr. Nicole's notes. Now, number two is... It is great to accept help, but I want you to be comfortable or don't be afraid to set some boundaries around that help. So what I mean by that is it is okay to tell people like, hey, I'm not accepting visitors now, or you can come this day, or you can come that day, or here are the things that you can do or you can't do. You don't just have to say, oh yes, sure, to everything. It is okay to set boundaries around the help that you receive. You don't just have to accept whatever comes your way, okay? You can set up or ask for help or set boundaries in a nice way, of course, but in a way that works best for you. And then the third thing, or third Dr. Nicole's note, is that I'm gonna disagree a bit with Sydney about not being able to be prepared being prepared is possible. No, you can't you you can't know every single thing that's potentially going to happen about birth, but you can have some general ideas that can help you feel better 
and know about the possible things that can happen, if, even if you don't understand all of the exact details. Now, of course, one of the ways to be prepared about birth is with great childbirth education. That's what you get inside the birth preparation course, my signature online childbirth education class that will get you calm, confident, and empowered to have the beautiful birth, especially in the hospital. I know some folks want uh, in-person childbirth education. That's totally fine. But if you are someone who wants online childbirth education, you can do it when it's convenient for you. Do it with your partner. And it is also phenomenal. It is absolutely phenomenal, if I do say so myself. Then check out the birth preparation course at drnicolerankins.com forward slash enroll. And if you DM me on Instagram and ask me for a discount code, I'm on Instagram at Dr. Nicole Rankins. I'll give you a little code, get a little something off the course. So, and also you can be prepared for your postpartum recovery by getting the postpartum recovery products from this week's episode sponsor, Lansano. When I was a breastfeeding mama back in the day, I used their breastfeeding products. Absolutely loved them. So it's a delight to work with Lansano now and talk about their amazing postpartum recovery line, the birth prep and recovery postpartum care line, again, has some amazing products that upside down postpartum wash bottle is going to come in handy. Those hot and cold therapy packs, you can use both vaginally, you can use the cold for on top of your C-section incision if you happen to have a C-section. There's a soothing herbal spray, there's a, a numbing spray. So um, lots of great products. And again, I put my hands on all of them. They're all fantastic, and I'm so excited to share them with you today. So you can head to lansano.com forward slash AAPB to learn more about all of the products in the birth prep and recovery line. That is L-A-N-S-I-N-O-H.com forward slash AAPB. All right, so there you have it. Please, please do me a favor. If you like this podcast, share it with a friend. Screenshot it, um, send it to a friend. So if you like it, sharing is caring. Also subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcast or wherever you're listening to me right now and leave that review in Apple Podcast in particular. It helps the show to grow. And I love hearing what you have to, sh- to say about this show. And from time to time, I do shout outs in the podcast episode from those reviews. So go ahead and head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. I would so appreciate it. Also, uh, check out the birth preparation course. Again, you can get calm, confident, and empowered for your birth, all from the comfort of your own home. Do it when it's convenient for you. Check out all the details at drnicolerankins.com forward slash enroll and DM me on Instagram at drnicolerankins. I'll give you that little discount code. All right, so that is it for this episode. Do come on back next week and remember that you deserve a beautiful pregnancy and birth. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.